Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episode 37 of season 4 and episode 23 of Common Rider Zio. Okay, then I challenge you, what was the name of the bounty hunter guy that was with Boba Fett and the rest of them with the, uh, like the wrap on his head? Oh, I know, oh god, I know this. Uh-huh. Fuck. It's on the tip of my tongue, it's just like the Lobot thing where I'm like almost there. Yeah. I know I know this guy's name, but I can't. He's like, well, everyone knows Bosk. You gotta know Bosk. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want to say Bosk, but I know it's not Bosk. No, he's the Trandoshan. And, of course, there's IG-88. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, is that character with the wrap around his head, like, they made him more of a character in the comics. Sure. He's playable in, um, Battlefront 2, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, like they've, it's weird because he's definitely like much like ID88 and Bosk. He's just this weirdo that they put in the background for the scene. It, like over time, you really got to stretch everything you can from those first three movies because they were really good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like in recent years, he's turned up in a lot of stuff. Well, his name I'm was blanking on his name. His name is Dengar. That's what it was. Yep. So now I should remember that one because it's a lot like it's a lot like Dash. uh, Dash Rindar. Dash Rindar. See, I want to put a G in his name. Hero of the Rebellion. Dash Rindar. Yeah. Mm. Oh God. Um. I'm just blanking horribly on Star Wars names, so I need to look this guy's name up, but I have one for you. What was, uh, I mean, in this game, would you also consider things that are non-canon now? I think that if you want to play this in, like, some sort of deadly mode, like someone's going to the hospital tonight, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, look, I just want to say, like, Kyle Katarn, although that's actually kind of easy, comparatively, but, um... You know, something like that. Like stuff from Dark Forces and Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Uh, oh god, I know exactly the character that I'm thinking of. I know they have a name because fucking of course they do. Everyone has a name. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, everyone in Star Wars has a name and an extensive backstory. Yep. Um, just like the okay, long-necked guy in the Jedi Council, Yariel Poof. <laughs> that's, fucking making that up. That's not real. Yeah, that's his real name, Yariel Poof. He's a oh, queer man. On. Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> really, that that's what this race's name is, queer man. <laughs> and they named him Yariel Poof. <laughs> Good going, George Lucas. That's my Queerium name. Queermian, please. <laughs> oh, my apologies. Okay, I'm. I know the name of the person I'm thinking of. Um, it's the uh, protocol droid that tried to serve the poison to Obi Wan Kenobi and TC fourteen. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Boom. <laughs> I hate this game that I made. Oh, look. Can't win them all. No, definitely not. Speaking of not being able to win them all, this <laughs> week we watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I need to get stuff here. Uh... I don't oh. know how far back we started recording, but some. I should probably explain what that game was, which was is just four you. minutes ago. Uh, okay, well, the, the game is that you think of an obscure Star Wars character, you challenge the other person to name it, and if they can't, they have to take a shot. Yes. It's finally uh, which... a drinking game I would be good at. Yeah. Deadly at that game. I uh, uh, also, like... speaking of space things, I watched uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan last finally. night. The movie's not great. Oh, come on. It's not great. It's so good. They put the bugs in those guys' ear at the start of it. Y yeah. That also kind of doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't, but it's good Also, and like, they find, they find Chekhov and the other guy, and Chekhov is like, Captain, they put the bug in our ear. Like, whatever his <laughs> god-awful accent is. Why are they still the having to do that? Uh, I like how this version of Chekhov talks like bulky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of does. Uh, but he's like, they put the bugs in our ears, they made us do things. They're mind control slugs. <laughs> By the way, don't check to make sure if we still have one in our head, it'll be fine. And then, hey, what do you know, they, they still did. Oh, that one guy, he zapped himself. Yeah. Anyway, Ricardo Montalban's really good in that movie. Uh, it has some really good lines and everything, but overall it's like a shrug. You're a shrug. The climax of that, that movie, movie is they go into a nebula where they can't see, and Kirk is like, all right. He, uh, or Spock says that he sees, like, or he thinks two-dimensionally. So Kirk is like, all right, we're just going to move down about a hundred feet and then he's gonna cruise on by, and then we pop up behind him and shoot him, and that's it. I mean, it's a lot like the Star Wars maneuver, where, like, Han just flies behind the ship and attaches himself to it, and no one can figure it out. Well, yeah. But, uh, then, also, like, okay, so there's this whole thing about this magic terraformer machine, Genesis. Yeah. And keep talking about Genesis. Uh, like it can transform a whole planet in 
Like what sure. a day. I mean, hey, you remember Star Trek Genesis? No. Oh, you'll get there eventually. You think of Nemesis? I might be. I don't <laughs> understand Star Trek at all. Nemesis is the one with baby Tom Hardy, I think. I saw that one uh, Next Generation episode where uh, Picard's vacation kept getting interrupted. I saw the Tribbles episode of the original series, and I saw Wrath of Khan. Uh, that's it. Oh, I saw the new ones. Yeah. Except for the last new one. I did. I actually have not seen them. Oh, Beyond's the best one. Mm. They destroy a whole fleet by playing Beastie Boys really loudly. <laughs> That's gonna say I've heard people say otherwise, but fucking I don't know now. Uh, there's a whole that segment of Kirk doing dirt bike stunts. It's <laughs> their decision to get the Fast and the Furious guy to direct a Star Trek movie was a great one. And I can't I wait for them. the Tarantino one, man. <laughs> I hope that happens. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be the worst, but I will like I will show up day one to watch that shit. Here's the thing. Okay, so back to Wrath of Khan. So they yes. have this magical tra- uh, terraforming device, which turns out doesn't matter at all because uh, Khan, after getting mostly exploded, just turns it into a bomb. And then the Enterprise crew just fly away from it. Now, do you remember the end of Iron Man 2 when Mickey Rourke sets a time bomb in his suit and then Iron Man just is like, man, whatever, and flies away? Yeah. It's just like that. It sucked yeah, it in Iron Man 2. It sucked in Wrath of Khan. I'm not saying Wrath of Khan is like a perfect movie, but like... So I have seen like quite a bit of the first Star Trek movie. Ew. Like, I'm pretty sure I watched all of it, but that thing is so dull that like i completely checked out of maybe two-thirds of that thing i might watch the one where they go to the modern day because that seems funny i've seen bits and pieces of that and i really do actually want to watch that thing because it it either seems like that is actually executed well and is funny and enjoyable or it's just a train wreck but extremely watchable i mean um kirk says double dumbass to you so (laughs) so it's Seems it's okay. probably the former. Yeah, uh, it's a smart movie. <laughs> it's it's so dense. It's, There's something going on only, in every frame. It's like two films divorced from the one that they very much were just trying to replicate. Two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I'm pretty sure I saw that one and then saw Wrath of Khan not too long after that. So like, it's definitely a breath of fresh air when you're following it from that other thing that no one ever talks about for oh sure it's just that like coming off of ds9 like wrath of khan is like a mediocre two-part episode or something like it just doesn't seem like a movie for one thing um yeah i I I, you're also like much more familiar with star trek than i am for sure (laughs) that's a terrifying prospect it really is. Uh, so, like, I would trust that opinion. Like, I would trust that there's better Star Trek things out there. And me and my limited experience with Star Trek, that's a very good Star Trek thing because it's unlike the other, like, older traditional Star Trek stuff that I have consumed in that it's not boring. I mean, I had, uh, I found parts of it very boring. Um, 
but I had been told it was like, oh, it's it's like they made a submarine movie in space. And I thought, well, I love U-571. Uh, oh, only, sure. Only problem with that, not enough Bon Jovi. No, So, so um, I thought, okay, I, I could go for a space version of The Hunt for Red October or something like that. That's not really it's what this is. Yeah, it's definitely not that. No. Wish it was. Like, that's the thing. There are episodes of DS9 that are very much like Tom Clancy in space. Like, there's this two-part mm. episode about the Maquis, which I really liked. It has a whole bunch of stuff that's like that. It's a lot more interesting than this. Uh, look, Ricardo yeah, Montalban, I... great. Love him. Fantastic yeah. in this movie. Not sure why he knows about an old Klingon proverb, considering he is from the 1990s. Uh, but okay. Yeah. I like I Star know. Trek Into I... Darkness better. I do appreciate how Star Trek Into Darkness is sort of like a secret remake, but also was just the worst kept secret remake. Like yeah. everyone knew exactly what was going on with that thing. I feel bad like for Benny Cum had... for having to keep saying, no, I'm not Khan. Totally yeah. not. I'm like, come on, dude. I'm playing an original character. Please believe me. Named John Smith or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing the character John Doe. He's completely original to the Star Trek universe. Original character, yeah. do not steal. Yeah. Uh yeah, I enjoyed that movie too. I know a lot of people got really pissed about it because they're just like, oh, it's a bad version of Wrath of Khan, which like it's just sort of Wrath of Khan. Like it does enough unique in it that it doesn't quite feel like a straight up remake. Also, like there's there's definitely bits where it is like the bit yeah. with the reactor and everything is just completely that. But also, a lot of that falls more towards the end of the movie. Yeah, and um, people like to point a lot about uh, Alice Eve in that movie, like just being there to look at and watching Wrath of Khan. Like Kirstie Alley doesn't do jack shit. Yeah. She made the terraforming uh, machine, and that's it. It was just no, like, oh, her other she's just like noteworthy she... factoid is she dated Kirk once. No, 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 that's different. Kirstie Alley was just like a trainee, or I guess lieutenant, but basically treated oh. like a trainee. Okay, uh, I'm assuming she's the other lady for some reason. No, she also it's doesn't been... do anything. Yeah, because her thing was just yeah, she made the Genesis machine and also dated Kirk. Yeah, she made Phil Collins, and uh, for that can never be forgiven. <laughs> um, but yeah, Christy Ellie, like, there's this bit that's like a joke on women drivers, I think, where it's like, <laughs> have you ever uh, piloted a starship before, a guy out of airlock? And she's like, no. And they have her do it, and there's this whole bit where Kirk is like, yee. And McCoy is like, what, you're like a tranquilizer? Also, by the way, McCoy's super racist. Like, oh, was sure. he always that way? I guess you wouldn't yeah, know because you didn't see the original series. I've, well, I've seen a, when I said I've seen the Troubles episode and that's it, I am being a bit, like, facetious. I've seen, I wouldn't say I've seen a tremendous amount of the original series, but I've seen, like, enough that, yeah, kind of. I mean, this movie is, like, 20 15 years after the series and he's just straight yeah. up racist to spock at like in front of him he's just like you're inhuman what are you talking about stupid vulcans 
Which would just I exterminate remember all of him them. kind of being that way in the show. Also, in Star- in the new Star Treks, I thought when they said, uh, are you out of your Vulcan mind? I was like, oh boy, what kind of idiot wrote this? And turns out that's in Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's like been a long terror Star Trek thing. Why? That's the worst. I don't know. How could and, anyone... like, and that's the thing in the new movies, it's a reference to that because like that's the thing that people remember from it. Yeah. That's like terrible. a quotable line, so they put it in for like the fans. You know what's a quotable line? Khan yelling, let them eat static. <laughs> now that's a line. <laughs> Uh, That's the good stuff. I don't know. I, I still, I still like Wrath of Khan. Uh, I I know I've seen like the Khan episode of the original show that sets all that stuff up. Um, so I didn't know that was a thing until last yeah. night. Like I thought he was just like something completely made up for the movie. Nope. Uh, I actually watched that episode before I watched the movie because I had known that going in. Okay. Uh, they they explain all you need to know about it. It's not that amazing of an episode. It's just Khan's a dude from the '90s who they woke up on a ship. Also, he's murderous, and it was a bad idea to wake him up. So they just ditch him on a planet. Also, I like how from I actually really do like how he and Kirk never meet face to face. It's just like yeah. yelling at each other through view screens. Also, I thought the whole Khan thing was like after spock died but now it's just like ah you trapped me here and it's, he's just like putting on a show because he's gonna get beamed out soon anyway yeah. um it's up to the real good bit of him just leaning back and going buried alive <laughs> buried alive uh yeah um he's so fucking good though like that's the thing is Khan's a great villain yes he is he deserves he deserved better that's the that's my main problem, yeah. I think. So just explode on himself. Like sure, I would even go so far as to say it was maybe just a mistake to kill him off in general. Yeah, because he could have had him come back. Also, I really like how he has super strength, and that is completely irrelevant because it's yeah. just like well, a naval battle. So like whatever. There's the one scene where he like picks up a piece of wreckage, and that's the only thing you get of any indication. That he's well, super so that's, strong. that's the thing is that is tied back to the original episode is him and Kirk get into a fist fight where Kirk is completely outmatched uh, by him physically. So he has to sort of think of a solution on the fly to defeat him. What does it come up with? I, I don't quite remember how that episode ends. It's been like over 10 years since I've seen it. Well, but, thanks. But that was their confrontation in the episode is a physical one as opposed to the movie where it's more of a like intellectual thing kind mm. of. Sure, that's the thing is he's supposed to be really smart assassin. and cunning too. So it's like I guess each iteration of Khan or or each thing that he's in is supposed to test a different facet of that. But yeah, so like with the movie, they couldn't just like I guess sweep that all under the rug because the whole point was that he's like genetically engineered to be like physically and mentally superior to the average man and yeah, the physical we, parts just touch on more in a different yeah like they mentioned that like uh he's more cunning than you might expect captain or something uh admiral i guess at this point and uh doesn't really seem like it 
like he he gets a couple of good uh, jabs in there, but the whole thing with like um where they have the code for the ship to lower his shields or whatever, you'd think that he would have changed that. But yeah, uh, he's a pretty good example of a character needing to behave like an idiot for the sake of plot convenience. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I will say Wrath of Khan is probably a better movie than Into Darkness, but I would much rather watch Into Darkness. Sure. I mean, I I would much rather watch the first of those new ones that they put out than basically any other Star Trek thing. Uh, me, t- well, I like Beyond more, but it, yes, I like the first one too. Except maybe like the real goofy dumbass episodes of the next generation. I would probably take those over anything. I could give you some DS9 episodes I think you would really like. Okay. Too, but... You should do that. Yeah. Mm, okay. Someday. Anyway, this has been the Star Trek portion of the show, <laughs> which is apparently a thing that we do now. Look, there's not much else happening. You will just not shut the fuck up about Star Trek. It happens. It's fine. I it's fine. I I'm glad that you have something that you like. Yeah. And that you enjoy talking about. I am happy for you. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't want people to talk to me about Star Trek. That's the thing. <laughs> you just want to talk to them about it? No. Oh, good. You're just forcing this on me. Thank you. Yes, I just want to talk to you about it. I don't want to talk to other oh, God people. God damn it. Well, that's great because I feel the same way about you. Great. Or the same way that you do about Star Trek and being oh. talked to about it. Well, wow. see, it's just part of the plan. Eventually, I'll get you to watch it too, and then we'll be oh, in this no. together. Just like with the, Just X-Files. Like the X-Files. Yeah. I, Guess what? Gonna We're opening me. the X-Files again. <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. What? So I'm, I don't have the money to renew my Prime subscription, which is the way that I've been watching the X-Files. And i got to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of getting burnt out on season two. Well, yeah, you've like, been I'm watching just, it constantly. Like, I watch, yeah, like, three or four episodes a week. I've been watching it constantly, and I'm just sort of hitting a point with it where I'm having trouble getting enthused about it. So, knowing that my subscription's ending, I jumped all the way to the final episode of the final season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I decided to pull an X-Files roulette, basically. All right. How'd that turn out? So, I... Well... Not that bad because, like, the first 30 minutes of that thing is basically a clip show. It's just Mulder is on trial for this thing, and they're just trotting out all these characters from pe- previous seasons. Like, it's like the it's fucking like Seinfeld, Seinfeld trial. <laughs> yeah, right. it's just Seinfeld. It's the, the series finale to X-Files is just the fucking Seinfeld finale. They just bring out, uh, like, Crycheck, and he, like, points at Mulder and says, he's a very bad man, and waves his finger at him. <laughs> Yes. No, they they just bring everybody up and just have them go like, well, I didn't believe, but then Mulder showed me some shit, and now I believe. Great. Like, that's it. That's the the whole finale. So they actually made it fairly digestible. Uh, If you've never seen an episode of The X-Files before, they give you enough to go off of. (laughs) If you've never seen an episode of The X-Files before, watch the finale. Is my recommendation. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, uh, and then that thing just sort of ends. <laughs> like, this, 
that's how I finally understand how they've been able to make these movies and new seasons is that actually doesn't really conclude in any meaningful way. Uh, that's kind of the uh, it's the impression I got about a lot of things with that show. Because I went ahead and read uh, like the solution, like the conclusion of what the deal is with Mulder's sister, and that whole thing is stupid. Yeah, like the, the gist that I get from that is she was part of the alien cloning things and she died at like a and she was like young age. She was given to the aliens as collateral, yeah. basically. Yeah, her her dad basically was in on it with the smoking man. Yeah. And they the aliens were like, Well, we need to sign a trust, so give up your firstborn son, basically. And he gave up his daughter. Um But then there's yeah, this whole all that thing all about, that like, explained in the final episode. So But but there's this whole thing about like walk ins and like other spirits like possessing people and stuff, like uh that the the episode with the cult, the the vegetarian cult or whatever. It has a little bit of yep. that, and I think that's the first sign of it. It is. And I don't think that was maybe intentional at the time, and then later they sort of went back around to it, but... Yep. Yeah. You get to well, that episode with, like, um the meatpacking plant. Oh, now that's, like, near the end of season two. No, I've, I think I got to that. That's the one with the whole, like, there's a vegetarian cult. And that's where they go into the whole like no, walk-in that, thing. No, no, that that's uh, like midway through season two. I'm talking about right. there's like a chicken processing plant. Then no, I've not gotten that. Uh, that's no. a really good one. Mm. Well, it's also a cult. We watch a lot of Spoiler. TV, apparently. Yeah. No, uh, did we? Did did we watch uh, what was actually required this week, which was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah. The, penultimate episode of jojo's bizarre adventure well kind at of. least until they make season uh well until they do part six and they drag us back into this shit well there are two episodes left but they're going to air at once uh three weeks from now yeah <laughs> yeah it's almost like them having to push episodes back to do like so obviously they had some difficulties with the production of this show because they've had to do these special broadcasts that are just clip shows, which is something that the other seasons, to my knowledge, have not done. Uh, and now JoJo's is in this fun position where a different show has taken its time slot with two episodes left to air. Uh-huh. So yeah, we get to come back like three weeks from now to actually end this thing because they pushed it to like an hour-long special on a Sunday. Good times. Good do- good job, Suda. Good job, anyway, everyone. Uh, episode production. 37, King of Kings, they did not rename to Emperor of Emperors. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we get like a brief uh, little recap about kind of what went down in the last episode. Uh, basically, King Crimson punched himself in the... It, or no, he punched Spice Girl in the chest, which also counted as him punching himself in the chest and punching guido in the chest uh just a chest punching good time uh to fling himself through the air and grab the arrow and as he's going to get it he's noticing that he's not able to actually hold it his hands are are going transparent and the arrow is just falling through and my first thought about what was happening here was 
oh no, did he punch Guido so bad that now his vessel is dying and he's having this like, oh shit, I fucked up moment. I thought uh, it was something that Trisha did. Like, I thought she had somehow, like, she could not only make things, like, gooey, but also make them incorporeal, and so she had done that to the arrow. Oh, uh, like a sudden evolution of her power or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because I thought maybe, I don't know, it nicked her stand or something and then powered it up. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And I like my idea that actually Diavolo is just an idiot and is in the process of dying. Oh, sure. I mean, it seems as likely as anything else. Uh, like, that'd be great. And then, it, like, the dilemma would be, well, if we let Diavolo die, then Trish and Guido die, too. So I have to pick up the stand arrow and undo this. Um, but that's not what's happening. What's happening is uh, Bucciarati has realized that the uh, the little miniature sun that's been behind everybody's heads... Um, Diavolo didn't destroy it, he just damaged it enough to weaken uh, Chariot Requiem. So Bucciarati is putting a bunch of zippers on it and just unravels it like a ball of yarn. He's just like, well, if I destroy this thing, then Requiem is undone, and then you can't get the arrow, and that solves virtually everything. Sure. It also, in the process, kills him. (laughs) Yeah. Because he don't got a body to go back to. Well, he does. It's just dead. Yeah, it's, it's just also dead. Hey, he was going to die anyway. He was terminal. Yeah, just... He lost, like, all control over his senses at that point. Mm-hmm. Pull the plug on just... Bucciarati. Oh, yeah. It's really just... It's mercy. Yeah. Uh, So we actually get him... Uh. Fading on to the afterlife yet again. This is the second time that we're doing this. Uh, this time, Jordo can't fuck it up. There's gonna be another time, uh, a couple minutes later. Yeah, uh, I don't know why uh, they did that. It's so weird. I don't know either. The, 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 yeah, there's there's this whole like very extended sequence of Bucciarati dying where he's just kind of going like, "Hey, don't worry about me. You know, I'm going back to where I belong." Like. I'm fine with this, I'm okay with dying, but you have a job to do, so do it, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he eventually uh, passes up into the clouds and is surrounded by a bunch of little, like, cherubs <laughs> for sure. some reason, which we've never had with any of these does before. Uh, well, in the intro, the final intro for part four, there's, like, a, a compilation there's a scene with, like, everybody who has died, like, in the clouds, and there are, like, cherubs and stuff. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. I've... I think I was probably skipping the intros at that point. How dare you? You mean the intro theme, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I might have. I never skipped I, any I, of I've, the I've definitely been ones. doing it with this, because as much as I like that bit with Diavolo, the first time that they showed it, I'm not sitting through that every single time I'm Oh, yeah. These. Also, this intro in general is, eh... Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, it's it's much like Wrath of Khan. It's just all right. Yeah, like you can respect uh, it. You yeah, sure. I it. see what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Just question the execution. Um, <laughs> but speaking of execution, like I'll say, this episode has a lot of really good animation in it. Like the whole part oh, with yeah, Butrani this... going up, and then later. Bits with uh, Diavolo freaking out just looks super good. 
God, yeah, no, just King Crimson losing its damn mind later yeah. on in this episode looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even the bit where it's just freaking out because like it's going through his hands and he's looking back at Butrati and he's just like, "What are you doing? Stop!" Mm-hmm. I'm specifically thinking good. of the part where uh, Diavolo's like on the ground and he's just like, "No, no, 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 no." Like, yeah, that's I good. Really like like hyperventilating. I I like the bit where he screams and King Crimson looks like he's got like a fucking Kermit the Frog mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just whipping back and splitting his mouth open like a perfect V. Uh-huh. Oh, god, the animation in this episode is really good. This is it. Like, I I get why they maybe needed to spend a little bit more time on things. Like, if this is the payoff, if the animation is going to look this good for the next like just the whole finale, then awesome. Like, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so and also it, look if if we weren't doing this, I would not care at all because I would just be waiting until it was done anyway. Uh, it's just unfortunately we're locked into this. So. Yeah. Here we well, go. We have to do a show. Yeah. Uh, so they, he passes on uh, Requiem's powers undone, and everybody returns to our body. There's a really weird bit here where they're panning over the bodies, and Jorno is laying face down, which doesn't make any sense because A, he was not affected by it. He was already back in his own body. And B, the very next time we see him, he's already in a cool guy pose with the arrow. Yeah. Same pose <laughs> so as from the I intro. Think... I think this was an animation error. I think somebody just drew Jorno and didn't realize that they weren't supposed to. Yeah. Well, so, and this is the thing, like, I have seen this panel before, and yeah. uh, that was why, again, like, I was surprised that they just straight up showed this segment in the intro, like, mm. back at episode 20 or whatever that one started. Um... Well, as soon as they just explained how that stand arrow works, like with a person who's already a stand user, like that intro kind of gave away the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even so, like... It's a perfectly chosen thing to do because it's not the first time that they've kind of played their hand too early. Yeah. Uh, And um, I knew about Gold Experience Requiem because it's a Salty Bet character. So there's that. I don't think I remember that from Salty Bet, but like kind of there were so many JoJo's characters that everything sort of blurred together at some point. Uh, but I have seen the panel of him like pulling the side of his shirt and uh, Chariot, or not Chariot Requiem, uh, Gold Experience Requiem. Like I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um. Like it must have been a while ago because it kind of didn't click to me until I actually saw that, and I was like, "Oh no, I've I've definitely seen this pose and like this shot before." But uh, Diavolo is still like going after, or no, Diavolo has this moment where he's just like, "Okay, I'm going to just bug the fuck out of here. Like yes. I need to collect myself and come up with a better game plan because they have the arrow." And then Trish is laying on the ground, is like, <laughs> "My dad's a bitch." What a wuss. Everyone check out my suck-ass pussy dad. <laughs> my dad really sucks, huh? I like, I bet your dads could beat up my dad. Oh, look at this pansy-ass motherfucker. Can you believe I'm made out of his sperm? 
He's just gonna punk out. He knows he can't take us. <laughs> oh, my dad's such a little bitch. He's just doing little sad jerk-offs into tissue until someone took pity on him. Then I was born. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, so Diabola is just like, oh well my daughter called me a punk ass, so like I guess now I need to go after the arrow. <laughs> I think part of it I I really do like how this is all just because she called him weak. I, I do think part of it is because he sees that Jorno has the arrow, but also he does say like yeah. if I flee my pride will be lost. So yeah, it's kinda of both. Yeah, because he has this thing where he repeats it numerous times where he's like, I'm really glad that I didn't run away. Yeah. Until the exact moment where he realizes he definitely should have run away. Yes, which is uh, when Jorno stabs Gold Experience. Yep. And, and it seems like it backfires at first. It just pops a hole in his chest. Yeah, and, and, then, and Jorno uh, is also bleeding from a giant hole in his chest as a result. And then... uh. Diabolo is just like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's uh, just like Polnareff said, like, you have to be chosen by the arrow. You don't choose the arrow. Uh, I'm just going to pick this up, and it's going to be very easy, and nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> I'm having a good day. Having a good just being time. the best me I can be. Diabolo living his best life. Oh, and I'm done killing you all. I'm just going to go home, and I'm going to have a nice cup of coffee, going to sip it out of my number one dad mug gonna play some sonic 3 and knuckles that's right i'm gonna have a good day today larry <laughs> good i'm glad hey i'm larry davis with me is george brundle we're watching jojo's bizarre adventure uh, this is Stan yeah hi i'm george <laughs> this is done i'm gonna go watch spider-man buy some subway and play sonic 3 and knuckles as i explained to larry before we recorded so i i hope you have a good day i plan on it good uh those are all things I enjoy a lot. Subway sandwiches, Arnold Palmer's, Spider-Man's, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I mean, you just like Subway because you're a huge fan of Jared. <laughs> Number one Jared right, Vogel I'm... fan. <laughs> That's right. I'm constantly envious that I wasn't able to purchase porn straight from his fucking, like, dorm room. Well, at this point, I don't... you probably dodged a bullet. I was ex I was explaining this to you, and I know I've told you the story like before. I don't know if I've ever told it on the podcast, but I think like you the have. commons. I'm sorry. I think you have, but I don't know. Okay, I apologize if I'm repeating myself with this, but like, there's a story that goes around a lot now that is just in his college days. Jared Fogle was like selling porn out from his dorm room, and when I was in high school, like 15 years ago now. I had an English teacher who went to the same college as Jared Fogle and was already telling this story, specifically that he was selling, like, dirty magazines that he kept under his bed. So, like, this was, like, a local thing because I lived sort of near where Jared Fogle went to school. And, like, it was just sort of this accepted fact that Jared Fogle was a, a fat-ass fucking purposeoid <laughs> at that point in time. <laughs> Apparently, always... He just changed the fat part. Uh, and so now I just am constantly amused that this story is just national knowledge. <laughs> like, it's finally escaped the scope of this small town that I was in. You also uh, got to uh, encounter Jared yourself, though. Uh, indirectly. 
I, I worked at a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, that Jared Fogle would occasionally go into. And it happened to be a day that I was working, and he ordered a, a chicken wrap with, like, the Asian zing sauce, I think it was. And he sent it back. He said there wasn't enough Asian zing sauce. I put the exact amount of Asian zing sauce on it that you're supposed to. He should ask for extra. Second, I wasn't going to let the fucking subway fucker get the better of me that day. So I just dumped so much Asian zing inside that thing. And then apparently, apparently he loved it because he's just sick. Zing it up. He wants that thing dripping. Yeah, apparently. That's, I put a lot in there, dude. Like, Asian, I was intentionally just trying to make it shitty. Asian zing sauce, make it swim, he says. Ugh. God, this stuff tastes terrible. You also want to talk about I how mean, you knew um, uh, Jake Lloyd? You're I didn't about know this. Jake Lloyd. I was just in the vicinity of Jake Lloyd. At, oh. <laughs> yeah, he went to school. Relatively. The vicinity of Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I was Jake Lloyd adjacent for a while in my life. <laughs> oh, no bad place to be he didn't he didn't like go to my school he went to like the next school over and so there were a few times like where he was he went to like the same movie theater that i went to and i'm pretty sure like i've seen him in there once but it was mostly just you heard about jake lloyd just trashing it up around town great my my understanding was that being associated with that fucking movie was not kind to him i feel bad for jake lloyd oh yeah probably I mean, it's not really yeah. his fault. I mean, he was yeah. a bad actor, but, you know. Sure. Also, again, like, most of my experience with Jake Lloyd is just other people telling me about stuff Jake Lloyd did, like, recently at that time. I don't think I ever actually, like, had an interaction. Yeah. At least not that I remember. So. Like, I might have seen him. That's all I got. I like Jared. I I served Jared a sandwich. Uh, now he's in prison because he touched some kids. Did he? I'm pretty sure he touched some kids. I don't know if he did or if he just like look, looked at. Does it really matter at this point? Yes, actually, it kind of does. Uh, whatever. Like, I put that pedophile a sandwich. <laughs> Congratulations! It's your claim yeah. to fame. <laughs> My claim to fame. I feed the pedophiles. My only regret is that I did not put cyanide in the Asian zing sauce. Oh, uh, you know, I go down to the pedophile kitchen once a week and I feed them. <laughs> Ladle it up. <laughs> Give me it's some more slop. Made out of the Asian, it's just soup made out of the Asian zing sauce. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's soup made out of pedophiles. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't it be great if Jared were just putting all that weight back on in prison? Like, wouldn't that just be karmatic justice at its finest? Yes. Oh, Oh, that'd be so good. I hate Jared. What if Jared's getting super jacked, though? Like, what if Jared is just, like, in the the yard doing, just pressing (laughs) weights? He's got a teardrop tattoo (laughs) on his eye now. It's just tattooed on one hand on his knuckles, Asian, and on the other one, (laughs) seeing... He's making Asian zing sauce in the toilet like wine. <laughs> poor Jared. No, not poor Jared. Jared's getting what he deserves. Oh, man. 
Uh, stand and deliver where our official stance is fuck Jared Fogle. What? <laughs> fuck Asian Zing. I don't know. I haven't had it. Mm-hmm. I can't get it. It's not good. Look, if you're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings to order the, par- the Parmesan garlic, what the fuck are you doing? What, uh, is it like a teriyaki sauce, kind of? No, it's sort of like a sweet and sour thing, almost. Oh. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. It just dump a like bucket kind of, of that on my chicken wrap. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, basically. Anyway, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This is a really good time to break to talk about Jared Fogel when we're getting to, like, one of the biggest pop-offs in this entire season. Yeah! (laughs) The debut of the most powerful stand to ever exist in JoJo. That's right. And we're going to get to it in a minute. First, I gotta go to the bathroom, so we're taking a break. Awesome! Usually, you just wait until roulette time to do that. All right. Well, we wasted too much time talking about the Wrath of Khan and Jared Fogel. I'm sorry. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> Whatever. We got like one more episode of this podcast to do. It's trash. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Gonna take a piss. I decided to get myself another glass of fresco while I was at it. And we're back. <laughs> okay. Jorno has the arrow. He stabbed a hole in his chest. Uh, Diavolo thinks that this is a hoot. Uh, and then he just starts, like, punching the crap out of Jor- uh, Jorno, which... Like, there's a moment where it seems like Jorno's actually going to get kind of fucked up, and then maybe he's going to get back to an, into a corner, and we're going to get, like, a real fight. But that does not happen. Nope. Uh, instead, it, like, busts open part of uh, Gold Experience's um, head, uh, revealing an eye. Uh, and then it, it, sort of what's going on is, like, Golden Experience is, like, this bug man. Yeah, Excuse it's just me. shedding its skin. Yeah, the the actual bug man within the bug man is coming out of the bug like it's a cocoon. Double bug. Yeah, it's two bugs. Uh, I don't like the way the Golden Experience Requiem looks at all. I do. I like it a lot. I don't like his huge unblinking eyes. I hate it. I like it. Oh, it looks so creepy and gross. Yeah, it does. Exactly. Uh... Uh, also, the stand arrow just burrows into his arm, and it's a part of him forever now. Yeah, which Trish somehow just intuits. Yeah. She's just like, oh no, it's a forever requiem. He's just that for the rest of time. Yep. Now it belongs to Jorno. Yeah, my dad's never getting that back. Ha ha ha. Ah, suck it, Dad. Ah, Dad, you suck. Still. And forever. Uh, so, Diavolo is not uh, going to stand for this, he's not going to have it, uh, he's going to cut away time, and he's going to beat up uh, Jorno and murder him, he's going to do a killing. Uh, there's a good pit where Guido just, 
figuring i guess screw it just do anything just starts dumping yeah <laughs> he's just laying on the ground just like blap 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 yeah <laughs> uh, six shots more than enough to kill anything that moves i don't remember he's got that beretta he's got more than six oh, shots yeah. now and the beretta greatest handgun ever made 12 shots more than enough to kill anything that moves yeah beretta ocelot <laughs> Played by Robert Blake. <laughs> don't don't dive too deep into what he's been up to. Uh, I won't. We're going to keep talking about JoJo. I swear to God. Okay. Uh, so time has stopped. Uh, Diavolo is doing the typical like bad guy thing of like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up so bad. I got plenty of time to do this, even though technically I don't, because it only lasts 10 seconds. Uh, this dude shoot me, whatever, sidestepping that. Oh, you're going to punch me? Whatever. Not even going to hit me. And then he does this thing where he like sees the future in his hair, which is still like such a great effect, and I love it. Yeah. And it does the whole like, thing where like, really cool. everything, like the background breaks away. Also good effect. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're they're basically floating in space at this point, and then we get the the bits of like Diavolo's hair just kind of like flapping in the wind, and then showing this sort of like glimpse of the future. And in his version of the future, it's that he's punching Giorno through the chest and like ripping out his heart. So he's like, "Oh, this is this is the truth. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to win. Oh, everything's great." Uh, but as he tries to go and do it, as he's, like, winding up for it, suddenly everything starts going backwards. Like, mm-hmm. his power is being undone. Everything's returning to normal. And then Golden Experience starts talking uh, on his own. It's not Jorno talking, because he even, like, specifically mentions, like, my stand user doesn't even know this shit about me. Yeah. Uh, and he's explaining that basically what his power is is that the truth that Diavolo thinks he's going to reach he can try and try and try to get there, but he's never actually going to get to it. Yeah, basically gold experience will uh, undo anything that happens to it. Yeah. It's like an <laughs> ultimate version of King Crimson's power. Yeah, it's like edging. <laughs> so he can undo anything that happens to him. Um... As he does here, like a uh, Diavolo, like splashes blood on his eyeballs, and is like, "Ah, it's a great plan." Diavolo's <laughs> greatest hit. <laughs> I and wish I could undo that. Joke. The blood just goes shroomp and goes back. And there's this good bit where yeah. there's a whole bunch of Diavolos. He's it like, what? "What? What? 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 What?" Yeah, this suddenly turns into that bit from the Last Jedi. <laughs> where Ray asks the weird Force universe who her parents are. All right. In fact, it like I was actually going to say when we got to this bit that suddenly the show becomes the end of Evangelion because it's a little bit like that too, where this is some sort of like trippy nightmare. Yeah, a little bit. Like just everything's going completely bonkers. Like the reason why I would compare it to Evangelion is like. It's a very sudden turn into that. Well, sure. Also, it has like all the psychedelic backgrounds and yeah. Know. This is gonna end with Jorno like, not... like choking Diavolo. Everyone else explodes into goo. 
Oh no, naked Diavolo sitting on his lap talking about what it all really meant. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, just sitting in that train car talking to Abashio and Narancia. <laughs> uh... <laughs> the bit where they spill the coffee and Jordan's just like stomping around the table and he just starts strangling Bucciarati and then it just goes into a strobe effect and gives everyone a seizure. Did you uh did you watch the first ten minutes of uh the fourth rebuild movie came out? No, I didn't even know that was out. I gave you a link to it when it was streaming. Ah yeah, well. Alright I evidently did not even take a look at that Well there was an anime expo thing And it uh Like they came out They did some songs They did uh, Cruel Angel's Thesis And uh, Fly Me to the Moon And after that I kind of checked out Because I realized I don't actually care about any of this Yeah, They can't play Fly Me to the the Moon anymore That's going to cost money Well they could Netflix can't afford it I guess uh, yeah, which is like seriously, you guys made a Cloverfield movie, and you can't afford to buy the rights to fly me to the moon. Of course not. Um, well, apparently they like that Cloverfield movie was like done and under a different title, and then they. Yeah, I mean that was the same thing with Ten Cloverfield Lane, if I remember right. It was like that was something totally different, and then they just attached that title to it and added the bits at the end with like the monster. Yeah. Uh, so Cloverfield's I, like a shitty version of Die Hard in that sense, where like most of those Die Hard movies didn't start as Die Hard, they just went, Oh, this would be easier to sell if we changed the main character's name to John McClane and titled it Die Hard to Die Harder, right? Because, um, Die Hard with a Vengeance was like just Simon Says or something, and then yeah. they were like, Ah, we'll just make it John McClane. Yeah, uh, I, but I think that also applied to Die Hard too, if I remember right. It was like that was something totally like, different. Yeah, and like one of them was originally a Lethal Weapon movie, I think. I actually think it might have been two that was a Lethal Weapon movie. Maybe there was also like some two sort kind of seems like it would be a Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, weird circular thing. Yeah, I was trying to think. There was something where it was like. Hmm. It was something about development of the scripts where, like, one thing was originally a Lethal Weapon movie, and then a Lethal Weapon movie was originally some other movie. Mm. Or something like that. I, I think that Die Hard thing happened with the fourth one, too. Like, maybe I want to say like, that also did not start as a Die Hard movie. Maybe. I think maybe Under Siege? Is that? Like, I don't I, know. I think the last one was just like they wanted to do a Die Hard, but I at this point can't keep up with it. Like I hated the fourth one and just wanted nothing more to do with it after that. So, yeah, it's a shame because Timothy All fans in that movie and he's great. That was a, and that's a thing too. Timothy All Timothy Allfan says "fuck" better than other living human being. <laughs> yeah, past, present, or future. Uh-huh. And they put him in a PG-13 Die Hard movie where he explicitly could not say the fuck word. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he's good in other stuff. Like, yeah. he doesn't necessarily he was have gr- to. He was great in the Hitman movie, Larry. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's his number one best known role. But you know, in Justified, he couldn't say the F word. And he still was great. 
so oh, but imagine if he could i mean it would have been really good yeah uh look. anytime you have timothy oliphant on the screen and he is not saying fuck you are not utilizing timothy oliphant to the fullest no that's something the people who He's... made santa clarita diet understood fully absolutely I'm going to watch that third season soon because I got offered a free month of Netflix. So. Ooh. <laughs> Time to watch the one thing that I care about that I will get Netflix for. Yeah. Uh, that and apparently they have Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas on that now. So I'm going to watch that too. Oh, speaking of. That reminds Uh-oh. me. So I started watching Oops. Hunter x Hunter. Uh, oh. And the end theme, the first end theme is from the band Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas who you might remember I have complained about in the past because they did the end theme to the second season of Kaiji. And it's yeah. terrible. Awful. Just the worst. Like this that is band why Hunter General S. Thompson sucks. shot up Yeah, Hunter x Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> 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 I found my new username. <laughs> okay, so... Their whole thing is that it's like a mix of... These horrible auto-tuned vocals and also screamo. Uh, And it's just the worst. It's like two shit flavors that taste bad together. It's just... (sighs) I guess uh, they must have been super popular around 2012 or whenever both of those came out. Because, man... Hunter x Hunter as Thompson picked a pretty good time to go, man. Yeah, shot his ashes out of a cannon at Johnny Depp's expense. Uh, anyway, uh, Giorno does the muda 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 uh, to Diavolo because Diavolo's mind is uh, properly fucked at this point. It's been mind freaked. Like he doesn't. Yeah, got mind freaked, man. Uh, so yeah, this episode actually ends mid muda 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 with the to be continued, and God, do I hope it just picks right up where it left off. I like, don't this know is how... just three weeks of getting muda happened. Yeah, I don't know how they're like going to continue this because Gold Experience Requiem is like invincible, like nothing can yes. happen to it, and we've got two also, episodes we left. Have... Well, we've also established that getting punched by Gold Experience when it is normal really does a number on you. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, it's souped up. I have no idea how, like, Diavolo can withstand just one assault from that. Yeah. Like, usually the last episode is a wrap-up thing of, well, we're gonna say bye to everybody and all this, but still, that's like a full episode before that. And Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, I we guess. Have like a, we have, like, a full 45 minutes of this show left to go. I the only thing that I can conceive of would be if they do end up doing like a brief adaption of that novel. Maybe, I doubt it though. Yeah, like I, I can maybe see them doing an OVA or something out of that, but like even then, I don't know if that's likely because there was this uh, thing that I read not too long ago about like the studio was saying that like doing part six is not certain, and they really, really, really need fans to like come out and. And push for it. Mm, I feel like this has been very popular. Yeah, but like I still think they're going to do it. But sort of the implication was that 
hey, it's not just a done deal with these JoJo's things like we really need to prove each season is worth doing another one. Which makes me wonder if they could really kind of justify doing an OVA at this point. I mean, usually they just put those out as a bonus feature with the Blu-rays. So yeah, so maybe mm, I don't know. Like that's what the Rohan ones are. Yeah, but. yeah, I, I have no idea how this gets stretched out into a forty-five minute thing because it kind of feels like there's fifteen minutes left in this part. Yeah, like everything's seems more or less wrapped up. I could kind of see this being the end of Diavolo, unless it somehow does become a genuine fight, and I just don't. I don't see that happening. I don't either. Although yeah. I would like to see Trish do something. Like actually yeah, be a be factor nice. in this. I like Trish. Like quite a bit. I think that I've really come around on her from like those early episodes where she was mostly just there to like complain all the yeah. time. Uh, and I think Spice Girl looks really cool and I think it has a neat power and like we've not really seen it used a hell of a lot outside of that notorious big episode. Yep, that was basically it. Yeah. That's just sort of like a... That's just sort of a thing in this season, though, is like, it's mostly sex pistols and sticky fingers. Like, yep. gold experience is used to repair people, but is never really used in fights. Uh, Abashio's stand was used, like, three times. They used Aerosmith quite a bit, actually. It was just like the bit at the restaurant, the bit with trying to figure out the boss's identity, and the bit on the boat. There were a lot of things in between where he'd be like, they would use it to track or... uh, Oh, right, the man in the mirror. I forgot about that. Yes. And uh, just like using it for scouting around like they did at the beach that time. Um, Oh, right. I guess I'm just forgetting a lot of that stuff. Um, Well, it wasn't necessarily all fighting. But oh no 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 I'm no I'm referring to Moody Blues. Yeah uh, yeah they you didn't mentioned, you mentioned Aerosmith but yeah. you, Moody Blues they used so I said they used it three times they also used it in the Man in the Mirror fight so four oh yeah 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 I was talking about Aerosmith but yeah Moody Blues used eh, a few times but yeah yeah he was used a little bit he was very so oh well he they also made him fly the plane which was ridiculous <laughs> sure. The airplane Never style mind. Moody... thing. Yeah, I take it back. Moody Blues actually got some pretty good use out of him. I guess so. I like the sound it makes yeah. when they press the button on him. Sure. Hey, look, everybody got more use than Purple Haze. Or Purple Haze. One of the coolest stands. It got one fight, and that was it. Then Fugo was yeah. like, ah, see you guys later. Fugo left forever. Him in his Swiss cheese clothes. Dressed up like Rohan, this fucker in his Rohan cosplay. Speaking of people dressed up like Rohan, it's on to Roulette. Born a natural loser, I can't recall to swear. Raised on pool and poker and a dollar here and there. Blackjack hand, dealer man, you better pay off that last bet. Two-bit hand, a 21, it's all I ever get.
didn't inter- I didn't interrupt you that time. I was very polite. Thank you. Uh Common Rider Zio episode 23. Uh it's Kikai. It's the name of this yeah. episode. I did not look up anything about Kikai because I'm assuming that this is a that that the point of the show is that it's incorporating all these other prior like common writer characters and properties. I'm assuming this is another one of them. It seems like it's maybe specifically like this era. Like it, it mentions something about like the past 19 years, I think at some point. So yeah, maybe that's it. I but I didn't want to look up like any information about it, like when that show was made or who the actors were if they got like the same guy back or if it was just a different actor that they got to like look like him because well, the other actor has gotten older at this point or I like think, what the deal with it was. I think Kikai is new. I know Fize okay. is older. So I the reason a, why I, I thought model of Kikai the reason why I thought Kikai was older is everything like they look like they're in the seventies. He looks like a seventies Japanese TV show actor in Japanese 70s TV show clothes. Yeah, he does have bell bottoms on. Yeah. Uh, and like a a denim version of Trunks's jacket. That's a good point. He has a turtleneck and literal chain. So Yeah. Yeah, there's also like they have this sepia tone thing over everything. So like again, stressing that it's old. Like the main character at one point even goes like Oh, this is the year 2021? Why does everything look so old? I mean, to me, I thought that was just, like, because everything was messed up. And see, I took it as kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, Kikai's actually like a 1970s common writer show, and that's why it looks old, but also took place in 2021, so it's the future, technically. But, like, I didn't know, I didn't look up any information. I'm looking now, and I can tell you this was his first appearance. (laughs) All right, well, it would have been a real funny joke if it were the way that I thought it was. I mean, well, okay, this was not the first appearance. His first first appearance was the episode before this, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he this is a new thing. I so good catch you, on that you, correction. You're, you're crazy. Well, I meant this series um, is his first appearance. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we we get this uh, opening that kind of lays out like what the plot of this thing is, which is, I guess, our main character is destined to become a demon. A sure. demon of time. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, common writer. Those Sounds doctors like... were also video gamers. So, I mean, in common writer, you can be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. You want to be a demon of time? You be a demon of time. You want to be a common writer? Uh, what got big fucking flip phones for shoulder pads? Yes. You be that too. I loved it. <laughs> Fai's just coming out with giant flip phone shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. Remember the common writer series that was just based around Nokia phones? I mean, you joke, but I'm sure that happened. Uh, They've had episode oh, of series is like geared around weirder things than that. Sure, again, Doctor Gamer. Japan loves flip phones, especially yes, in the two thousands. They put out like uh, eighty Final Fantasy games exclusively for flip phones. 
Oh god, yeah. And some Kingdom Hearts games that you actually need to know the plot of. It's important. Sure. Uh, yeah, it, this whole concept I actually am really into. Just this idea that, like, okay, time is messed up, and so we can do this sort of, like, crossover thing with all our other properties and just have it all converge. And then I also like just, in general, plots where, like, the main character is in danger of becoming the bad guy. And they may not realize. Uh, especially in this case, because it seems like everybody else realizes he's destined to become this thing. Like, there's one part where someone just comes up and it's just like, you know, the real solution would just be to kill this dude. I'm a demon. Yeah, uh, and that narrator guy, I guess, just like nobody else can see. Like, he's just here for the viewer. <laughs> yeah. He just shows up like the dude from Twilight Zone at the end of this thing. Yes, he does. He's like the Greek like that, chorus. That was the story. Yeah. <laughs> and next time, another tale of the future demon king. <laughs> he has like a book. He's reading it all out of, out of a book that he yep. like closes at the end of it. Like the chapter is done. And yep. I love that. He's like Princess Bride over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't really want to see the part where they kiss, do you? <laughs> Like imagining like just a little tiny kid in a full common rider outfit in bed, listening to this being told to him. Oh no, the start where he's the kids playing the video game, but it's just like the Sega CD common rider game that came out. <laughs> sure. A weird like visual novel encyclopedia thing that they made. Yeah. Well, no, there's uh, oh, the that's the Saturn game. The yeah, Sega CD one Sega is the Saturn. FMV one. The one that had tactics in the title, and I got really excited over this concept of like a common writer tactics RPG, and then it, it was no, definitely not. It doesn't that. have like. I don't think it has tactics in the title. One of them does. Uh... And neither of them are a tactics game. Because like one of them is an FMV game. I think, and I think that would have to be the Sega CD one. Yeah, it is, because that's weird one. Because that one came out in the U.S. It's even called like Masked Rider, but it came out way before the TV show did. Um, mm. The Sega Saturn one is Common Rider Sakusen File One. Uh, I'm not sure what Sakusen means. Uh, me either. But no, it says file, not tactics. So I don't, I don't know. Oh, when I looked um, up Common uh, Rider Sega Saturn, I'm getting images of a Sagata Senshiro. Uh, that sounds about right. That, oh man, what if he had Common Rider powers? <laughs> he doesn't need them. Oh no, no. I mean, I mean, imagine if he did, he'd be even more. He'd be unstoppable. That's true. No one man can have all that power. <laughs> Sega Senshiro punching a hole through Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> That's right. Even Gold Experience Requiem can't undo the raw power of Sagata Sanchiro. <laughs> he stands just as Sega Saturn. That's like ethereal and floats around him. Yeah. Instead of Muda Muda Muda, he's saying, You must play Sega Saturn. You must play Sega Saturn. You must play Sega Saturn. As he punches. Just spits discs out. Mm -hmm. Man. Oh. Uh, so the, the, the start of this episode, because we, we've only gotten as far as like, okay, here's what the, the basic plot of this is. Like, it starts out with the main character is taking a makeup exam. Uh, he can see the future, by the, by way, the way, and oh, he predicted okay, that also, he was going quick, to get the makeup exam. I, I have yep. to ask, 
have yeah. we seen that old guy before? Because he looked really I, familiar. I feel like he is the the last ninja. No. He looked so much to me like the dude who plays the last ninja. No, I think he was in uh maybe Kamen Rider Ghost. Oh, was he the dude with like the split personalities and like one of them was a flirty lady? That was what I was thinking. But I you don't remember. Should look that up. I'm looking. Uh I have to get through all of these uh pretty young people because he's <laughs> definitely not going to be top build. Uh, these these Japanese kids with their perfect skin. Jinichiro Tikawa. Perfect complexion. This guy's only from. Uh, this guy's name is Swartz. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay, this guy. Schwartz. Yeah, the main villain Swartz, who is like, he's in this trench coat thing that has like one arm that doesn't have a sleeve on it. It's bright purple. And like him and like the two girls he's with, like they each have like a like a fly fishing lure on the sides of their head, like attached to their hair. Uh-huh. I hate them. I hate <laughs> how they look. They all look like assholes. Oh, you know who I was thinking of, actually? Hmm. Takashi Mike. When he had the headband oh. on, he looked a lot like Takashi Mike. That's a good point. Uh, well, yeah, our our main character has to take a makeup exam, which he saw the future. He knows he has to have it, but hilariously, he did not see the questions or the answers to the quiz. So now he has to take a makeup exam for the makeup exam. Mm -hmm. And he does this by opening up a textbook and like machine sounds play where it's just like panning over numbers, 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 numbers. numbers, numbers. <laughs> just, to, just imagine for me, please put yourself in my shoes where I have a sick aversion to numbers and mathematics in general, but then also just put a shitload of Japanese characters in with it. I'm imagining it. I don't like Having it. a panic attack at the start of this episode. <laughs> Uh, but thankfully our, ma our main character falls asleep And we get away from all the numbers Thankfully and the numbers go away And it's just a horrible <laughs> post-apocalypse Where humankind is nearly extinct I don't have to deal with the numbers And I'm okay with it Yeah <laughs> I have to roast the flesh of my neighbors In order to survive but at least I don't gotta do math I have to dodge Killer grannies all the time But I don't <laughs> have to know how to divide Uh so our main character, he's outside of a candy stand and he wants to buy a little treat and he has this kindly old lady. He's like, I want this. And she's like, okay, that's great. Can I ask you a question though? Are you a human or a machine? She's like, what? She's like, human or a machine? So he answers, he's a human. And then the grandma's eyes turn red. She's the machine. And she just says, all humans must die. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> Starts trying to karate him to death. Yeah, they have a little karate fight, and also every time she moves, it makes like a <laughs> noises. And he just runs into this dude in the street. He's just like, oh my gosh, you gotta help me. This lady's trying to kill me. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. Are you a human, though, or are you a machine? <laughs> 
So anyway, we have a murder grandpa and murder grandma team up fight. Yes. They're going to kill the youths. And these Baby robots. Boomers, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Boy, as if they haven't done enough already. Uh, the um, we later find out the robots disguised as humans are called humanoids, <laughs> which is not even the best like English thing in this. Man, you're just human noise. Hey. Oh god, yeah, it's only the second clunkiest name of a thing in this entire episode. Uh, Humanoise sounds like the side product, or like a side project of, a, like, Sonic Youth. Or uh, oh, Pixies. Yeah, it they, like, they'd just be like, hey, yeah, you're a, a Frank... What is it? Frank Black, is that his name? Francis. Black Francis, that's it. Frankie Black. Start up new band. <laughs> Humanoise. It's probably really bad. Yeah. So we have uh, this universe's common writer shows up, and his whole thing is that uh, he uses like a little tiny toy wrench to transform. And while this was going on, I was just. I know I've brought it up on this podcast before, but just thinking about that Aqua Teen Hunger Force bit with Shake going like, You need this hammer! Mm hmm. You need this drill. You need this drill, yes. Um, but he transforms into, like, is basically a machine-themed common Rider because he himself is a robot. Uh, and he... <laughs> charges up and he roundhouse kicks the old man and the old woman simultaneously. And they explode. <laughs> Just explode into, like, a bunch of do. bolts. Oh, it is the Terminator, but it's just all the robots are old people. <laughs> and there's really only one robot in the Terminator. Uh, the elderly are a burden. <laughs> yeah. So our main character wakes back up from this horrible fucking nightmare uh, to be told that a writer has shown up. Uh, and he needs to go off and deal with this. There's, like, a Red Ranger rider already fighting this weird uh, tree man. Uh, this swamp thing-looking creature. Uh, and our rider joins in the fight, and they defeat it, but none of them notice that when it is destroyed, a weird little, like, beetle thing sprouts out of the remains of the head and, like, runs away and attaches to a tree and then turns that tree in an, into, like, another replica. It's like a uh, Skullchilla from Zelda. Yeah, except like the CG is really bad and it doesn't cast a shadow, so it does not at all look like it has any business belonging in the world that it is in. Hell yeah! Uh, also, it's good. This uh, this Groot monster is called an another rider. Yes, which so when I said humanoids is only the second clunkiest name, yep. referring to the winner. And another writer. Yep. Like, oh, we found they've made another another writer. Yeah. So there's a bit where they say you we have another writer, and so I just thought it was that okay, writers are showing up, so they're just referring to the fact that there is another writer here. And I then it was after just, this, no, because that very first time, like he gets a call on the phone, and it's like there's an another writer 
in the park and I thought it was just a typo. And then I realized, I, oh, wait a second, it's Japan and like another means like something different there. Cause like there were, I was listing all those uh, Kamen Rider movies and there was like the Kamen Rider X Aid another episode or something like that. Uh, there's the Danganronpa another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, and like, they just like to use the word another in things. I, yeah, I did not pay it any mind. I probably thought the same thing you did, just on a more, I don't know, subconscious level. Something you just registered to me. Like, not until they say it again in like a more awkward and obvious way that that is just the name that they have associated yeah. with that thing. So, um, from what I gather you... from this, and another writer seems to be, like, basically a clone or, like, a homunculus of a common writer. Yeah, because the villains can make them, but they did not make this one specifically. Because when it dies, uh, it doesn't leave behind the body of a another writer, Uh Right, like the, the, they they the also say I like gathered... it doesn't have a contract. Yeah, which so two two things, three things actually, three points I'm going to make back to back here. One, my assumption go. is that these other common writer characters that have entered into this universe, like the red one, was probably one of these monster things that got freed after it was defeated, and so it's now crossed over into this universe. Two, uh, okay, I took contract is meaning something very different as soon as uh cell phone shoulder pads came up <laughs> yes i also wondered about that <laughs> i was just like wait a minute does this refer to cell phone contracts i'm very Cause, confused Yeah, because they say it about the same time like as he shows yeah. up with that and then they defeat it and then it's like i oh, didn't have a contract yeah because that's the second time they 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 do mention it there the first time uh, when Zio is around, and then the second time is just the red dude fighting him, and that's when he says it again. Eyes. Uh, so I had a moment where I got very confused about what the theme of this common writer was, because I didn't know if this was another like 180, like the doctor thing. Where it's like, oh, it was clocks for a while, but now it's cell phones. I don't know, cell phones have clocks on them. I mean, like I said, I have a model of Fies, and he does not have any cell phones on him, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Yeah, and you only see it in that one scene, too. Uh So, uh, and then the third point, small point here, the explosion he left behind was fucking sick. Yeah. That was a practical effect, and it looked so good. Yeah. In fact, you know, a bit early for Final Judgments, but uh, this episode was really good, and just about everything that I would expect or want from a tokusatsu roulette uh lots of action in it don't know what is going on uh Mm -hmm. can have a good time uh yeah i thought this was a really good episode uh but yeah we we get our villains kind of talking about like oh well you know we can make these and another writers but we didn't do it and since it didn't leave a contract behind then that means somebody else is doing this and uh we never really get the reveal as to who that is um, but our main character, he falls asleep again. He goes back to the future. Yep. Uh, I wanted to say the past because again, this looks like it takes place in the 1970s. Um, 
And so basically uh, he runs into this guy again and they kind of have like a heart to heart and get to know each other. And these kids come up and they want him to show up how he recharges his batteries, uh, which is that he's beamed energy from the satellite. Sure. Um, and then he explains that like w what's going on is that uh, the human noise have taken over at some point in the future and that they are in like the last refuge for mankind which is like a nature preserve for mankind as an extinct species so but the humanoids are trying to get in and kill them off anyway so i thought not all machines are humanoids i thought they were like a rogue <laughs> faction within it that like really want to exterminate the humans and otherwise that, like okay. the rest of the planet is like he says like the machines have taken over uh and we have this Sanctuary, but the humanoids still want us gone. So yeah, the, the the thing that made me kind of change gears on that was when he has the radio out and there's this broadcast going like, "Oh, you need to meet us at this rendezvous," because that seemed like a real Terminator thing. Yeah, where like the whole world is fucked, and so they have like this network of radio broadcasts to try to like round up the humans they can to fight back. I mean, you can if, see the sanctuary from space, though. Like, it is a fairly large yeah. area. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure. This is also, one of those like, things where it's if, like, I don't have enough context for this, I, I think. I mean, they have laser satellites. Like, if the rest of the world of machines really wanted to exterminate them, they could really easily. Yeah. Well, it's also Tokusasu. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't I think, think children right. are thinking that far Maybe right the first time. They're they're not playing four dimensional tokusatsu chess like we are. Well, now you're back to your usual pronunciation. Yes. It will get a revert at some point. To tosusasu. Tosusasi. Um. Asian zingsas. Yeah. Our... <laughs> Ugh. Uh, our main character wakes up from this uh horrible nightmare, where everyone is wearing bell bottoms in the year 2021. Horrible. Uh, and we 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 get the bit where uh, the 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 red common rider is spoken to by um, two of his comrades, a, a pretty lady in a like a white dress, and a dude who has the best name out of anyone in any of these shows so far, which is the the white waz. <laughs> yep. And this is the guy that I was mentioning uh, just dressed like Rohan. It's like Lou Fregno trying to say The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Come on, man. No, it's fine. He just got it in the head a bunch. He goes 110% every time. <laughs> oh, God. I like Lou Fregno. I wish he would punch me in the head so I could go to sleep forever. Uh yeah, no, I really like this guy's name. Um I don't know what the fuck a was is supposed to be, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's good, whatever it is. Sure. Uh, but they they basically show up and that that's the bit that we get where they're just like, you should just kill the main character though. Like he's starting to see the future, and like that's bad, actually, him seeing the future. Uh, -huh. uh so understanding this, this dude goes back and tries to, like, waft lavender into the main character's nose to get him to fall asleep. He's like, no, I really need you to read the future, though. 
please go to sleep. Please, I'm diving your face into the table. I need you to sleep. Well, that was Fies that was making him go to sleep. Oh, I thought that was the same character as the red guy. It is. I thought you were talking about White yeah. Waz. No, no, no. I'm saying that White Waz and the the, the lady that was with him told him that oh, they okay. should kill him. Yeah. Which okay. is why it's weird that he would want him to read the future. Like, I don't know if that somehow would, like, if that proves to them, like, no, it's actually fine and we don't need to kill him. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really follow this part exactly. Mm. It doesn't really matter. No, I, I like it because I think it's an interesting concept that these characters are probably good guys from other common Rider shows and that they're like, no, we actually need to murder this dude to fix all this stuff. And then you have the actual bad guys who I'm assuming like don't want the main character to die because I think that would play into what they want. So I kind of like this weird sort of flipped like faction thing of like the good guys want the real dirt to go down because it's for the greater good. And then the bad guys want to save the main character for their own good. Like, sure. for their own benefit. It's neat. I think that's a neat concept. I don't know if you'd really find that in any other common Rider. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I was hey, in uh, that. But... Um, okay, so I'm on the common Rider wiki for this episode. Oh, no. This is, the, this is what the plot says. This is plot segment. According to this yeah. book, average high schooler Sogo Tikawa embarks on a path which leads him to become the demonic king of time, Omazio. He defeats the alternate self of Shinji Kido, common writer Ryuki, known as another Ryuga, and evolves into common writer Zio 2, who can see into the future. So before this, he could not see into the future. Mm-hmm. Of course, the other me, White Waz, isn't going to stand for this. So this guy, the guy with the book, is Black Waz, who is like <laughs> the alternate personality of White Waz. His goal is for guys to evolve into guys revive. So White Waz has his own thing. He wants his guys to evolve. I don't know who guys is. Oh, guys this is spies. So confusing. <laughs> what? Wait, so this is Common Writer Guy, so who's Common Writer Fies? Okay, apparently I thought this guy who I thought was Fies is actually Guy's. Are you casting a spell? I don't <laughs> understand what's happening. He looks very similar to Fies, though. Just opened up a dark tome. It's like he just started reading the names of, like, archangels to me. In order to bring about the end, I don't understand what the fuck is happening. Well, Common Writer Fies is the main protagonist of the 2003 to 2004 Common Writer series installment, Common Writer okay. 555. Oh boy. Oh, would that be like Common Writer Go Go Go? It's like Go is five in Japanese, isn't uh, it? Sh sure. Because that's why, like, uh, Speed Racer, like the Mach Five was the Mach Go. Oh, okay, sure. And here's a picture of Common Rider Fies. That's why I thought it was the same guy, because it looked the same, but like an like a powered oh, up yeah. version. Yeah, it does. Huh. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Common Riders, man. Yeah. They got that toy coming out of like a Luchador Common Rider, and I really want it, and it's $70, and Luchador. I do not want to pay 70 bucks for that. 
you know a bullfighter is not called a luchador. It's a matador. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's close Olay. enough. <laughs> I got close enough. Basically, the same I think thing. it's just a little bit of like my Lucha Libre Super Sentai fantasy kind of just slipping in, mm. making me say word vomit. Anyway, Black I, was I barely was... comprehend English. Let's be fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Black Waz, there's White Waz. Uh, the Wazes want to uh, murder the main character. Fize isn't into it. Fize uh, slips uh, slips the main character a Mickey and sends him back into the dream. Uh, but the dream's gone bad because uh, there's more robots attacking. Uh, but this time, they're youths, so that means they're more dangerous. Uh, I've, I have some important information. Yes. The uh, henshin device that White Waz uses, Common Rider Waz, is called yep. the Beyond Driver, and it is voiced by a guy named Afro, who is a Japanese rapper. I love Common Rider so much, man. <laughs> Here's a picture of Afro. This is his picture <laughs> on, on the Common Rider wiki. It is. A, a guy with a very short cut hair uh, running down the street <laughs> in, with a almost Timothy Oliphant-esque grimace, in fact. Uh, He's just in a clean white shirt and what almost looks like Adidas running shorts. Yep, just like track pants or something. I don't... This guy looks like he knows how to have a good time. I'm late for my Common Rider recording session. I gotta go! <laughs> I have to go in there to scream like eight different things that will play at the same time. He was so panicked about being late that he just runs right past his car and just bolts down the street. <laughs> it's one of those things where it zooms out and you just see like a trail of flame leading to where <laughs> he's going. Just a bunch of dust kicked up. Uh-huh. It's like that... It's like the motorcycle bit in Vermilion Pleasure Night where there's just a cyclone with people trapped behind it. Right. Or um, the opening of Excel Saga. That's tons yeah. of Akate. Yeah, that's actually a reference that more people will understand than my Vermilion Pleasure Night one. Uh, people should check out Vermilion Pleasure Night, though. They should. I'm like, I think uh, probably the only person who owns the DVDs to that. Ah, uh, there's probably other people that do. Anyway, I we need to go choice to buy finish this. Yes, uh, he he goes back. Uh, there, there's more fighting with robots, uh, and they are dispatched pretty quickly. But he ends up waking up again. Or actually, no, that that happened the last time. That's when he woke up. I glossed over all that stuff. <sighs> okay. uh, anyway, I'm trying to keep track of it because there's so many times that he goes into the future past. Yeah, he does. Uh, it all gets mixed up after a certain point. Anyway, the, the the place that this goes is that this common rider, the machine one, needs to recharge, and when he does, he ends up becoming corrupted because the satellite has been like hijacked or something. But before anything can come of that, he's woken up again and is drawn out to go fight one more of these and another rider. Yep, another tree man. Yeah. Which he defeats pretty effortlessly, and then as the uh, little Squatula thing is running away, uh, Schwartz picks it up. And he's just like, hey, Waz, you want to watch? 
just like pulls open his coat and shows him a bunch of watches. Yeah. Uh, no, he he's like, hey, you want to watch? Well, you know, these monsters, like, they produce watches when they die, but this one isn't for some reason. Well, I want its power, you want to watch, so <laughs> check this out. And just, like, holds it up to this little girl's face and turns it into a tree monster that just that's a fucking blasts off into the stratosphere. <laughs> I thought that was the brother of uh, the other girl who's, like, looking from the rooftop. I thought that was a lady. <laughs> All right. Whoops. I did not mean to misgender this Japanese kid. I legitimately thought that was a woman. I actually, I don't know either way, but going by voice, I would think so. Hmm. Well, he he holds a thing up. It takes over or him. Clearly, I don't know. Uh, and this and isn't the first it, time you've done this either. <laughs> Remember, um, no. Yomushi Petal. <laughs> I genuinely feel bad about this though Because this is a real person Yeah It's it's Japan though, it's hard to tell I'm, I'm like legitimately not trying to get the gender wrong of this kid I sort of just don't quite remember This is like the one scene where they really show up and have any lines in, And it's just like, oh, whoa, don't ah, I'm a tree monster now, bye uh, okay, yes, it's a he. Uh, this character is named Here, alternatively <laughs> spelled Wool and Err. Oh yeah, Sully me. Here is definitely a masculine name. <laughs> Err and Ignignoct, the two characters. With the, <laughs> uh, fly fishing things on their head. Oh god, yes. yeah, oh, he my, was, my bad He was one of the time jackers Who was turned into another Kikai by Schwartz Time jackers is my favorite Tim and Eric bit Man. Yeah, I, whatever uh, The dude holds it up to the kid's head And turns it into a tree man Which again, the, the thing I want to emphasize here Just shoots off like a rocket Yes. Oh, and I forgot to mention the other one. Even though uh, Zio does beat it pretty easily, all of a sudden it has like omega red tentacles that come out of his hands. None of the others oh, yeah. did that. No, and they also do not cast shadows, so they look very bad. Yeah. But again, like with most CGI in these shows, it's bad in a way that I can get behind. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I'm into it. I don't want my CGI in these shows to be good, actually. I want it to be terrible. I want them to keep zooming in and out of this destroyed mechanical Earth to this, like, comically oversized, like, Attack on Titan wall that surrounds an entire nation. I want real sparks and flames, and the rest of it, I don't care. Yes, uh, all explosions... Must either be real or they need to be terrible on the level of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes. Nothing in the middle. Yeah. No, They if it's a fake explosion, it needs to be like this thing was rendered in a very small resolution and they clearly just stretched it out. Yeah. The bit rate on this explosion is terrible. They just picked it up uh, from searching YouTube for free VFX green screen. Yeah, the green screen's still in it. Mm -hmm. 
Oh man, they're using a free version of Vegas Pro. They don't have all the chroma key options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he takes off like a rocket. Yeah, and that's actually kind of the episode because uh, the Wazes uh, go off in one direction and the bad guys go off in another. They basically say like, okay, well, you know, I may have turned my minion into this monster man, but uh, if you kill him, he'll have like powered up this form and like we'll get a watch out of it. So let's make it a race. Here come the Waz. See who can kill it first. Uh, And everyone kind of leaves... our main character behind and then black was comes out and is just like oh but don't despair because there's power in the solidarity anyway bye-bye see you next time don't even get don't even get a credits no just no weird. movie no next time nothing there, there is a next time i thought it's barely a next time it's barely a next time it's just oh everyone's going to team up after all to fight the thing which is funny that this ends with like oh you're on your own now and then like a second later we get oh next time everybody teams up yeah well that's it for coming writers eo good show yeah i liked as, it as for next week i don't know what we're going to do I don't know either, but I just opened Mastodon and saw that my all capitals tooth that says the nin the Nindroid Giorno comes with piss cup uh has gained traction. Yeah. Because that's all that's on my screen. Well that's <laughs> important. By the way, they're making a Nindroid Nindroid Nindroid. Uh yeah, good smile company. They make these uh basically the Japanese version of Funko Pops, except they cost like fifty damn dollars. And they're even uh, smaller. Yeah, they look terrible. Uh, but they made one for Giorno Giovanna. And uh if you had to guess like three iconic things that they could put inside that package for Giorno, what would they be? Uh him with the arrow. Okay. Um him doing that thing with his hand. Where he's like got him both, he's holding them up. Okay. Uh, maybe with a flower or a bug or something that he's made. Yeah, add a fourth one because I actually did forget that there are four things with that figure. Oh. Uh, uh, I mean, technically, you already know one. Well, yeah, the peacup. You you know the one. Yeah, so the, the things he actually comes with is uh, a cup full of urine. Because, <laughs> of course, uh, the lighter that he held in that one episode. Oh, uh, okay. A effects part that's supposed to, like, replicate the Muda 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 thing, but mm. it's, like, flowers or something. I don't know. It's it's weird. And then just him holding, like, his lapel. Or not his lapel, his... uh. You know, the, the the part of his heart-shaped thing open so everybody can see his nip. Yeah. That's a lapel, I would say. Okay. Yeah. The, the lapel thing makes sense to me. Like, of course you would put that in there. You would put a part for that. Mm-hmm. Just like you would put a hand in a pocket and a pointing finger for Jotaro. Sure. Piss cup, though, <laughs> is an inspired choice. That piss cup, though. <laughs> oh, we'll be I met- think I made the point that was just like, you could have made some of those parts like severed hands because he loses so fucking many of them. 
Yeah. But instead, no, piss cup. That's the thing. That's the cut that you want to make. I'll be back next week with something. It'll be... It'll be a surprise. Because we don't know either. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Look, we got like two weeks to kill. Yeah. That's the thing. Do we... Do we roll the roulette? How many shows we got on the roulette? One. So with the final episode... I don't think we can start with uh, JoJo's and end with roulette. So I think that's just got to be we start with roulette and end exactly. with JoJo's. And I'll just go ahead and say it's going to be uh, Ultraman RB. That's the only thing left Ooh. on the roulette. I mean, we're ending strong. I mean, we act- technically uh, Majin Bone is still on here. But have, we've got one episode left we're going to do Ultraman because we've never landed on an Ultraman. So... Yeah, uh, and then I guess I'll uh, just point out that we're not actually going to roll for the Ultraman until the week before. Uh, sure, but, but at least we we kind of have a, a sense of what show we'll be watching at least. So, yep. Don't yeah. know what we're watching next week though. Kicking around a couple yeah, ideas, but uh, some people, as a certain George Brundle, refuses to do the one thing I really want to do. So we'll have to come up with some. In fact, he's refused to do the two things that I wanted to do. So we'll figure out. <laughs> You're never getting me to watch Star Trek. It's not gonna happen. I'm not talking about that one specifically, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll be back next week with something. Yeah, it'll be a surprise to everybody, especially us. You're on stand and deliver. We have no plans for the future, just like in our lives. No. Oh, yeah, no, I live uh, every day like it's my last. Because I want it to be. Hello.